The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Tuesday Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, Tuesday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Sabas. Born in 439 in Cappadocia, he had an unhappy childhood and finally sought refuge in a monastery. The young boy felt drawn to monastic life. At age 18, he traveled to Jerusalem. Soon he asked to be accepted as a disciple of a well-known local solitary. Initially, Sabas lived in a monastery where he worked during the day and spent much of the night in prayer. At the age of 30, he was given permission to spend five days each week in a nearby remote cave. Sabas moved farther into the desert near Jericho. Some men who came to him desired to join him in his solitude. The bishop persuaded a reluctant Sabas, then in his early 50s, to prepare for priesthood so that he could better serve his monastic community. Over the years, Sabas traveled throughout Palestine. He preached the true faith and successfully brought back many to the church. At the age of 91, Sabas undertook a journey to Constantinople in conjunction with the Samaritan Revolt and its violent repression. He fell ill and soon after his return, died at the monastery in Mar Saba. The date was December 5th, 532. St. Sabas, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your sacred heart and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the Mass with our prayer, work, sufferings, and joys of this day in reparation for our sins and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the Church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and his intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish, and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that people living with disabilities may be at the center of attention in society and that institutions may offer inclusive programs which value their active participation. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In today's reading, Jesus, you ask us to be simple, uncomplicated. We read that you rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned 
You have revealed them to the childlike. Turning to the disciples in private, you said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but you did not hear it. Lord, your words are a call to true simplicity, an inward unity of life. You told the disciples that they had won the ultimate prize by beholding you. Well, our goal comes down to the very same thing, to seek you and to find you all day long. In this way, our life acquires a great simplicity by ordering all our actions towards one dominant principle. In this way, our life acquires a great simplicity by ordering all our actions towards one dominant principle. Dietrich von Hildebrand devotes an entire chapter to simplicity in his masterpiece, Transformation in Christ. Most of this meditation will be based on his insights and, to a large extent, on his words. Dietrich warns us of various symptoms of a lack of simplicity. We must avoid unnecessary complexity, convolutedness. Keep it simple. Don't go running after artificial problems and complications. Spending time each day in reflection helps us to preserve this simplicity. Thanks to that reflection, accidental concerns fall to the wayside, and the essential, decisive aspects of life come to the fore. There are those who are drawn to complicating as many things as possible because they mistake complexity for profundity. We must never forget that the higher a thing is, the simpler it is in the sense of inner unity. As expressed by the dictum, simplicity is the seal of verity. What can easily happen is that the category of the intellectually interesting takes precedence over the category of truth. Those who are infatuated with complexity take pleasure in their emotional detours and blind alleys, which provide them with a sense of being deep and interesting. A brief anecdote will illustrate this. A couple of graduate students worked together every day. During the breaks, they would often converse about religion. One of them would go on and on with his negative views about the subject. The other would listen attentively and now and then simply say nonsense, or a less elegant word to that effect. That was all he ever said. One day, the verbose grad student admitted that his colleague's occasional comment of nonsense had made him realize that he really had been spouting nonsense simply because he loved to hear himself pontificate. End of discussion. At the same time, there is also a bad type of simplicity. Some people live in a tiny, shrunken world where there is an absence of content. The result can be an impoverished inner world. Those who limit their reading to social media run a big risk of falling into this state of simplistic mindlessness. What interests us, Lord, is the real thing, true Christian simplicity, which is always joined to spirituality and depth of meaning. Another danger is that of having a simplistic view of the world. These people apply the same filter to everything, without admitting nuance to situations. During Christmas parties, 
this next month. How much broad brushstroke philosophizing will take place? Some people will lavishly offer advice that is in no way appropriate to the depth or the intricacy of a given situation. They think they can solve every problem with some simple prescription. True simplicity comes only from single-hearted devotion to God. That is the unum necessarium, the one thing necessary. The more our life is permeated by God, the simpler our life becomes. This simplicity is defined by the inward unity that our life assumes, because we no longer seek for any but one end, God himself. As Dietrich puts it, The life of a man who, after having found Christ, gives all he has for the one costly pearl, as did the merchant in the gospel, that person becomes simple in the highest and most proper sense of the word. He becomes unified instead of being divided. Lord, you truly are the pearl of great price. Locking on to our pursuit of you transforms our life. As von Hildebrand explains, Without true simplicity, no true heroism is possible. Such heroism implies that we are ready to sacrifice without reserve all lower goods to a higher one, that we gladly sell all we possess in order to buy the land where the treasure is buried. Heroism means that we do not glance sideways, but straight ahead, not hesitating to cast away with one gesture all the scrap heap of trifles, amenities, dependencies, and considerations that hamper us whenever we hear the call of a great value. And the more so when the unum necessarium, the one thing necessary, challenges us with its high demand. Jesus, for us to come to see you as so many kings longed to see you, recollection is crucial. Our pursuit of simplicity makes it imperative for us to lead a recollected life. Like simplicity, recollection implies a process of integration and unification, as contrasted to dispersion and dissipation. The very same words of our Lord that stress the primacy of contemplation also contain an admonition to true simplicity, which must ever resound in the Christian's ears. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing alone is necessary. Mary, during the final weeks of preparation for the birth of your son, your entire being was riveted on the child nestled beneath your heart. Obtain for us the grace to pursue your son with an unmitigated single-mindedness of purpose. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. If you go to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app, you'll find a whole lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus. We'll begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the first week of Advent, December 5th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let Let us us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and And shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him, the dry land too, for it was formed by His hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come.
The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength, 
Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words words of the Lord are true, like like silver from from the furnace. furnace. A voice is heard, crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the path of our God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. O Lord, you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob, because they are filled with fortune-tellers and soothsayers, like the Philistines. They covenant with strangers. Their land is full of silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. Their land is full of horses, and there is no end to their chariots. Their land is full of idols. They worship the works of their hands, that which their fingers have made. But man is abased, each one brought low. Do not pardon them. Get behind the rocks, hide in the dust, from the terror of the Lord and the splendor of His majesty. The haughty eyes of man will be lowered. The arrogance of men will be abased, and the Lord alone will be exalted on that day. For the Lord of hosts will have his day against all that is proud and arrogant, all that is high, and it will be brought low. Yes, against all the cedars of Lebanon and all the oaks of Bashan, against all the lofty mountains and all the high hills, against every lofty tower and every fortified wall against all the ships of Tarshish and all stately vessels. Human pride will be abased, the arrogance of men brought low, and the Lord alone will be exalted on that day. The idols will perish forever. Men will go into caves in the rocks and into holes in the earth. From the terror of the Lord and the splendor of His majesty, when He arises to overawe the earth, On that day, men will throw to the moles and the bats the idols of silver and gold, which they made for worship. They go into caverns in the rocks and into crevices in the cliffs. From the terror of the Lord and the splendor of His majesty, when He arises to overawe the earth. As for you, let man alone, in whose nostrils is but a breath. For what is he worth? On that day... The branch of the Lord will be luster and glory, and the fruit of the earth will be honor and splendor for the survivors of Israel. He who remains in Zion and he that is left in Jerusalem will be called holy. Everyone marked down for life in Jerusalem. 
When the Lord washes away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purges Jerusalem's blood from her midst with a blast of searing judgment, then will the Lord create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over her place of assembly a smoking cloud by day and a light of flaming fire by night. For over all, his glory will be shelter and protection, shade from the parching heat of day, refuge and cover from storm and rain. The Word of the Lord. The proud man will lower his eyes, the arrogant man will be humbled. The The Lord Lord alone shall shall be exalted exalted on that day. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with great power and majesty. The The Lord Lord alone shall shall be exalted on that day. From a sermon by St. Gregory Nazianzen, Bishop. The very Son of God, older than the ages, the invisible, the incomprehensible, the incorporeal, the beginning of beginning, the light of light, the fountain of life and immortality, the image of the archetype, the immovable seal, the perfect likeness, the definition and word of the Father, He it is who comes to His own image and takes our nature for the good of our nature and unites Himself to an intelligent soul for the good of my soul to purify like by like. He takes to Himself all that is human except for sin. He was conceived by the Virgin Mary, who had been first prepared in soul and body by the Spirit. His coming to birth had to be treated with honor. Virginity had to receive new honor. He comes forth as God. In the human nature he has taken one being made of two contrary elements, flesh and spirit. Spirit gave divinity, flesh received it. He who makes rich is made poor. He takes on the poverty of my flesh, that I may gain the riches of his divinity. He who is full is made empty. He is emptied for a brief space of his glory, that I may share in his fullness. What is this wealth of goodness? What is this mystery that surrounds me? I received the likeness of God, but failed to keep it. He takes on my flesh to bring salvation to the image, immortality to the flesh. He enters into a second union with us, a union far more wonderful than the first. Holiness had to be brought to man by the humanity assumed by one who was God, so that God might overcome the tyrant by force, and so deliver us and lead us back to himself through the mediation of his Son. The Son arranged this for the honor of the Father, to whom the Son is clearly obedient in all things. The Good Shepherd, who lays down his life for the sheep, came in search of the straying sheep to the mountains and hills on which you used to offer sacrifice. When he found it, he took it on the shoulders that bore the wood of the cross and led it back to the life of heaven. Christ, the light of all lights, follows John, the lamp that goes before him. The word of God follows the voice in the wilderness. The bridegroom follows the bridegroom's friend who prepares a worthy people for the Lord by cleansing them by water in preparation for the Spirit. We need God to take our flesh and die that we might live. 
we have died with him, that we may be purified. We have risen again with him because we have died with him. We have been glorified with him because we have risen again with him. When at last the appointed time had come, God sent his Son into the world, born of a virgin, subject to the law, to redeem those who were subject to the law. Because of his great love for us, God sent his Son in the likeness of our sinful human nature, to redeem those who were subject to the law. Let us pray. Look with favor, Lord God, on our petitions, and in our trials grant us your compassionate help, that, consoled by the presence of your Son, whose coming we now await, we may be tainted no longer by the corruption of former ways. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus tells his disciples a lot of people have wanted to hear and see what you have heard and seen. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Tuesday of the first week of Advent. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives thanks and praise to the Father and then turns to his disciples. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. I thank thee, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. You have to keep in mind that when Jesus talks about peace, he's talking about something completely different from peace on earth in our world. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. Peace is one of the great goods constantly implored from God in the Old Testament. It is this gift that is promised to the people of Israel as a reward for their fidelity, and it is seen as a work of God from which flow uncountable benefits. But real peace came to the world only with the coming of the Messiah. That is why at the Nativity of our Lord the angels proclaim it, singing, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to men of good will. 
Advent and Christmas are especially opportune times for the growth of peace in our hearts. They are also times to pray for peace in this world, torn as it is by conflict and widespread dissension. Behold, the Lord is coming in power to bring peace to His people and give them eternal life. Isaiah reminds us in the first reading of the Mass that in the Messianic era, the wolf shall live peacefully with the lamb, and the leopard lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the lion, and the beast of the field dwell together. With the Messiah's coming, the peace and harmony the world knew at the beginning of creation are restored, and a new order is inaugurated. The Lord is the Prince of Peace. And from the very moment of his birth, he brings us a message of peace and joy, the only true peace and the only real joy, which later he will sow wherever he goes. Peace be with you. It is I. Do not be afraid. The presence of Christ in our lives is always the source of a calm and indestructible peace. It is I. Do not be afraid, he tells us. The teaching of our Lord constitutes the good news of peace, and this same peace is also the treasury is passed on to his disciples in every age. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives it do I give it to you. Earthly peace, which comes from love of our fellow man, is a type and a result of the peace of Christ, issuing from God the Father. The incarnate Son himself, the Prince of Peace, reconciled all men to God through his cross. In his own flesh he killed hatred, and after he had risen, he poured out the spirit of charity into the hearts of men. The peace of God completely transcends an earthly peace, which can so easily be superficial and unreal, stemming often from selfishness and not at all incompatible with injustice. Christ is our peace and our joy. Sin, on the other hand, sows nothing but loneliness, anxiety, and sadness in the soul. Christian peace, so necessary for apostolate and good fellowship, is the product of interior order, of a consciousness of our own failings and virtues, of unfailing respect for others, and a complete confidence in God, who we know will never abandon us. It is the consequence of humility, of awareness of our divine filiation, and of the struggle against our own passions, which tend always toward disorder and disruption. We lose our peace through sin, through pride, and by not being sincere with ourselves and with God. Peace can also be lost through impatience, when we are unable to see the providential hand of God in times of difficulty and contradiction. The sincere confession of our sins is one of the main ways God has given us to recover the peace that has been lost through sin, or by the failure to correspond with His grace. Peace with God, the result of justification and the rejection of sin. Peace with our fellow men, the fruit of love dispersed by the Holy Spirit. Peace with ourselves, the peace of conscience proceeding from victory over our passions and over evil. The recovery of peace, if it has been lost, is one of the best signs of love for those around us, and its acquisition also the first task in preparing our hearts for the coming of the infant Christ. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, Lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands, and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose whose deeds deeds are blameless and and his heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. 
He casts down to the depths of the nether world, and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Praise, Praise the eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-stringed lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy, whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth. He sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth, he who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. 
Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be be forever. forever. Amen. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the book of Genesis. You, Judah, shall your brothers praise, your hand on the neck of your enemies. The sons of your father shall bow down to you. Judah, like a lion's whelp, you have grown up on prey, my son. He crouches like a lion recumbent, the king of beasts, who would dare rouse him. The scepter shall never depart from Judah, or the mace from between his legs, while tribute is brought to him, and he receives the people's homage. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Your Your light light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. You will see his glory within you. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. From the root of Jesse a flower will blossom. The glory of the Lord will fill the earth, and all creation shall see the saving power of God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. From the root of Jesse a flower will blossom, 
the glory of the Lord will fill the earth, and all creation shall see the saving power of God. God, the Almighty Father, stretches forth his hand again to take possession of the remnant of his people. Let us make our prayer to him. Lord, Lord, may may your your kingdom kingdom come. Lord, grant that our works of penance may please you. And that we may be ready for your kingdom, which is so near. Lord, Lord, may may your your kingdom kingdom come. Prepare a path in our hearts for the coming of your word. And let his glory be revealed among us. Lord, may may your kingdom come. Bring low the mountains of our pride. And fill up the valleys of our weakness. Lord, may your kingdom come. Break down the wall of hatred that divides the nation. And make level for mankind the paths to peace. Lord, Lord, may may your your kingdom kingdom come. To these prayers, we pause to add the intercessions of our own hearts. Lord, may your kingdom come. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Look with favor, Lord God, on our petitions, and in our trials grant us your compassionate help, that, consoled by the presence of your Son, whose coming we now await, we may be tainted no longer by the corruption of former ways. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.